there, Stiz. Dictor, I'm glad you can make it. What's going on? Not a hell of a lot. What's on your mind? Well, Dave, according to my most recent calculations, and factoring in all of the ignorant sycophant cop callers, there are in excess of a billion police in this world. Jesus fuck, that's a lot of pigs. Don't I know it. So, shouldn't we rally folks against this insidious disease? Yes, and I propose we start with a name change. Okay, well let's drink to it. To the good, the bad, and the leftover crack! And to billions of dead!
fight them back. Ashes on the attack, then we counter attack. Ashes on the attack, then we drive them back. Smash their brains in. Cause they ain't got nothing in them. We're gonna smash their brains in. On the top, nobody worry about that. Fascists on the top, we will fight them back. Fascists on the top, we will counter attack. Fascists on the top, we will drive them back. Smash their brains in. Cause they ain't got nothing in them. We gonna smash their brains in. Welcome to the Weekly Review. This is Roman. It's Friday, August 3rd, 2018. How many different inflections can I have in that sentence? Thanks so much for listening. We're back. We're off for a week and grateful to be back here in the studio. So thank you so much for listening in. We are broadcasting live from Mutiny Radio, which is in San Francisco. We're on a lonely land. And thank you so much for listening in here. This is a program where we cover news, current events, we interview community organizers, activists, artists, folks whose voices need to be heard. 
and that will be happening today as well. Start off the show with some music. Hope folks enjoyed. <sighs> There's a lot to get to, and granted, a show like this could be going on 24-7, and we still wouldn't have a chance to fully speak about and witness everything that's been happening. There's just so, so many things are happening, and that has been the case for quite a while. And so what I try to do here anyway is to speak about some things that are happening and also provide an alternate to some of the stories or perspectives that we hear in mainstream media, if any listeners also tap into that, and to counter a lot of the perspectives that we hear that are put forward by either law enforcement or the state, corporations, folks with a lot of power and privilege, who it's not enough for them to own everything, they have to also lie. So we try to provide an alternative to that. So thanks again so much for listening and wanting to provide a show for folks that can be informative and also I'll provide a trigger warning because we will be talking about current events and to be honest, what's happening and honestly has been happening for a long time. We've started doing the show. It's been, it's been years we've been doing the show. So recognizing that a lot of these things are part of the system and have been happening for generations. So it's not like a lot of these things are new. There maybe is a new overtness. Overtness? Sure. Things maybe are more overt or in your face and maybe speeding up rapidly. And fascism is really taking hold. And also recognizing it's doing so because a lot of these practices were not... Well, many of these practices were questioned before. And folks who it didn't affect directly decided not to either question it or to not listen to the folks who are directed, who are affected by it. And that's why we're at where we're at right now. <sighs> this isn't really a comedy show. I don't know if folks are maybe listening for the first time and expecting something humorous. It is nice when we do find some humor in how we can punch up. Because a lot of the folks running things are fucking idiots and fascists. That's not really funny. It's actually depressing. However, I do feel by calling them out and recognizing how many people are wanting to live in a different world and how we are the majority. There are many of us and have for generations been working to create a more just world for everyone. It, it's not hopeless. There are so many people everywhere doing a lot of really important work. So wanting to also just provide that, that reminder. And also a big proponent here of diversity of tactics. There's so many ways that folks can show up. Everyone has different abilities and capabilities and resources, and whether it's simply talking to folks and sharing information or sharing capital for the few folks who have capital to share and supporting grassroots organizations and individuals, like whether it's paying bail, creating art, speaking the truth, showing up at protests if you're able, occupying ICE. There are so many different ways to show up. So I also want to do a shout out to all the folks out there who are doing that in myriad ways. And also a reminder for a lot of folks, I know it's easy to get burned out, that it's okay to take breaks. It's okay to take some time away and to, to come back when you're ready. <sighs> and give all the listeners out there a big hug. I don't know. I, of course, don't have any idea the actual, you know, I know there's some folks I know who listen. Other folks I have never met. So for the folks who are listening, sending you lots of love and gratitude. <sighs> Let's try to help each other. Yeah. I know it's difficult. It's really difficult. There's a lot of stress happening. There's a, it's difficult to be awake and aware 
we have a phone call already. Is that someone? I'm not going to make a comment yet because I don't. It might be Sweet Gail, but let's see. Hello. Oh, it's Sweet Gail. Hi, Sweet Gail. Thanks hey, for calling in. Hey, man, I called up ABC and CBS. Uh huh. Because they like to leave recordings. I didn't know that. Well, sure. Uh, they want opinions. Like, um, you know that Channel 5 is CEO of Channel 5 ABC. Oh, yeah, CBS? Les Moonves. Les Moonves or whatever. <laughs> yes, yeah. Who was married to Dewey Chen? Yeah. Okay. Now, every day, they get over there and sit around the table and talk about other people. But now when this little scandal came up, they're not sitting around talking about Julie Chen's husband in debt. Mm-hmm. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. I mean, fear plays, man. Yeah, yeah. And then ABC, they got that Megan McCain. She conservative, oh. mm-hmm. you know. And she wants to know how, where are they going to get the money to pay for health care for everyone? From the military. It's not that hard. From well, the military what, and from the rich. I told this voicemail that, you know... If all the people in the world, if they're killing each other off in bombs and stuff and use that to help people. Yep. And then, and to go even further, it seems like the people on top want to promote distinction to the people at the bottom in their fight. So they're sitting up top there with all the money and everything. Yeah. And they're promoting this crap crap for people down at the bottom. Yeah. You know, like I was saying, that guy in the Ukraine that used to be president. Mm-hmm. You know, they actually, they threw him out, and they found out he had a private zoo. He had gold, uh, falsest hardware. Oh. You see, it's all over. The big shots, even in this country, even Trump is doing that, you know. He's having dissension. That's why, let all the regular people, you know, beat each other up, not physically, and he's up there with it. And what's all this state news crap? I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, well, anyhow, so any, I'm going back to Anthony Medina again. We we, oh. we backslid. Okay. You know? So now I'm going back to asking people to remind them to contact me. Okay, if I see him, I will definitely pass on the message. What was that? If I, if I see him, I'll pass on the message. Yeah, someone told me if I really love him or something. Uh-huh. It's not a love thing. It's a business deal. It's about green. It's about money. Okay. I mean, they they keep thinking, from what I get, that I want to date the guy and have a romance or something. Uh Uh-huh. And that's not it. Right. I invested in this business, and I'm not getting my return on it. Okay. You know? And I I don't like to say too much, but I laid off a while because he did call me. And I told him I'll lay off a while and wait. Okay. And things in their material life, so we're back again. Okay. So anyhow, did you figure out a platform how to get the sin- people send you money? Um, I'm on Patreon. I'm still, that's a good thing you brought that up, Gail, because if folks would like to support this program, people can donate to patreon.com forward slash well, weekly rev. Platform. My platform is I'm old. I got cataracts. I got bad arthritis. Yep. Uh, what else I got? Oh, I got a lot of crap, probably. Uh, I'm no spring chicky, and I'm figuring, who needs money more? Everyone has their opinion. In my opinion, I need the money more than a televangelist who wants to get $54 million to get a jet. Of course, yes. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know what platform you guys are going to use. Uh, Patreon. But this is my platform. Which I know is problematic in some ways. Send money to old Gail. Mm-hmm. 
P.O. Box 720076, San Francisco, California, 94172. You know, I was watching a news story yesterday because they called me back up for the IRS crap again. Okay. And it's a Friday. And they said, if I didn't come, I give you the general idea. If I didn't comply in 24 hours, the local law, uh, uh, the local law authorities or whatever is going to take me into custody. Oh, that's not true. I called the police, and they didn't seem to know we had an appointment. But I seen a news story on TV last night about this business owner. They do real good. Now they got a scan where they're saying they're PG&E. Uh-huh. And they told this business owner they're going to cut off his power, that they need seven hundred and something dollars now. And uh, he grabbed, you know, he grabbed it and he checked the thing. They're so good, it actually looks like it's really PG&E the number. Uh-huh. And he was going to go buy a, a cash car or something and drop it in the mail. But then he called PG&E up and he said, "No, I mean these people, they're shameless. They leave a number for me to call." Yeah. <laughs> You know? All right, Gail. Well, thank so you. Anyway, yeah, for calling money, in. Forget the IRS scams. Yeah. You know, money, money, money. I don't know what you guys are doing. Patreon.com forward slash weekly route. That's my platform. Okay. Hey, so what's what going on over in your show there? I'm going over some current events. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was telling people about the Brazilian butt lift. No, that's not on the agenda today. Oh, that's one of the most dangerous operations you can have in cosmetic surgery. Okay. And and they die on the table. Oh. You know, they don't even get off the table. Uh-huh. That's the most dangerous cosmetic procedure, and they die on the table. You don't even Oof. get off the table. That's unfortunate. And people who are doing that are not qualified to do it. Yeah. So what your current event? I always like to, what, what, what's bothering you? I always like to... Oh, what's bothering me? What's not bothering me? Well, first of all, we still have ice and... Uh, uh, there's a child who died after being released from ICE custody, and there've been re- someone died. Yeah, a child died. They've been abusing children. The water? Pardon? I don't know, but they just found out they charged a couple of guys with with listing these uh, these immigrant children. They yeah. uh, they find some they confined somewhere. Yes. And now it seems that the employees there were sexually molesting them. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's what's been happening. Isn't that night? But you see. It's okay to be upset over anything, but I don't want you to get so upset that you decide to throw up your hands and say, oh, let's kill myself. It's so impossible. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because no. sometimes back there was a couple of psychologists or I don't know what they were in New York, and they were kind of like, um, they were at a radio show or something, and they talked about how to, you know, tell people to have, uh, you know, don't be upset and overcome your problems. And they both committed suicide. Oh, the psychologist did? I'm not did? into suicide, because I've been there, done that. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't actually bump myself off, but I tried. Yeah, it's, it's very common. I'm telling A lot you, of folks from experience, don't do that. Yeah. Because just because it's crappy today doesn't mean it's not going to straighten out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people fighting back. What was that? There's a lot of people fighting back, and there's a lot of people protesting. I know, because... Okay, you give yourself time. Mm-hmm. Just because you think it's hopeless today. Yeah, I didn't say it was and, hopeless. I mean, you always can just... go back in five years and things, ten years. But don't throw up your ass. Because yeah. we're all going to get dead eventually. That's true. And my thing is, let's, 
Let's delay it as long as possible. That's the idea that a lot of us would let, are trying to do. And, yeah. I, me, I got problems too. You know, I got to get money, money, money. Well, if we all had our basic needs met, I think we would all be a lot better off. No, they got to waste money on bombs and wars and killing people. Yeah, exactly. And like I say, the people down here, they're biting into that crap. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people and are. And so all the people on top, you know... They're living a nice, fat life with food and luxuries. Mm-hmm. They're not even feeding their own people. Yeah. I mean, what did you need a golden faucet in the bathroom for? You don't. I mean, it's different if you go out and make that money, but if you're a government employee and you're siphoning the money off for corruption when you're supposed to be feeding your people, mm-hmm. well, screw you. Yeah, I second that. So screw anyway, you. the... The real people got to wake up to what's going on. I agree. And that's part of the reason we do the show. Is... Wait, you know, and what I find is a lot of people, they, one of the trouble is people want to tell other people their business. I think you should do what you personally want to do. Yep. I mean, I'm not saying you should go and bother anyone else. Like, uh, it gets me those, um, those conservative Republicans uh-huh. that decide people shouldn't have... Uh, Abortion. Yeah. Now, Megan McCain, as far as I understand, she's on the view. She's against abortion. Ugh. You know? And what I say is, as I understand, she has a husband and she has sex. Uh-huh. And she don't want children. Uh-huh. Now, if you're going precisely by the word, you should not be having sex unless you want children. <laughs> right. And I'm not saying we're going to impose it on her. I'm just right. saying... No one's going to oppose on you. They're not going to throw you down and make you have a child. Of course. And if you're so opposed to the idea of abortion, so then fund more sex education and birth control. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I agree. The common people has got to stop fighting each other. Yes. And start thinking how we're going to get rid of these bastards in office. I agree. Because people I've been fooling around with them for a long time. Yeah. And I tell them things, and they tell me they don't do that. Oh. I mean, it, it surrounds a person's death. That's not what we do. Well, you're in an elected office. You should fucking well do something about that. Yeah. Then they go back on the other one. The papers made it legal. So when the people in this country finally figures it out that a lot of people in office who are running the countries and the world, they're screwed up bastards, mm-hmm. and they're keeping us fighting with each other. Amen. To do their agenda. Yeah. Well, anyway... So now that everyone loves me, send me money. <laughs> yeah, yes, please support Gail and support folks yeah, who, yeah, yeah. who need help. Okay, I can talk for another half hour, but I don't think you want me to consume your time. Oh, yeah, we, we, have, we do have some other things to get to, but I do appreciate you calling in. Oh, yeah, I like to talk. That's, if I can get money for talking, I'll be a rich person. Wouldn't we all? <laughs> I like talking. All, all right, right, Gail. Thanks for letting me have some fun. Thanks. Take care. All right, bye. Bye. Thanks to Sweet Gail for calling in. Gail is our most frequent caller on the show. You too can call in at 415-550-0511. Tell us what's on your mind. <sighs> Speaking of ice, ugh, and of course there's a whole laundry list of things that are... Uh, uh, goodness. Um, cops are still killing people. That's something that's also still happening. And there are protests in Minneapolis... Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to take a breather here, and I'm going to play a clip that was um, recorded from 
uh, Unicorn Riot, which I appreciate. Unicorn Riot is it's a independent organization, and they organization, I guess. Sure, independent media. There we go. And they provide coverage of a lot of protests and interviews with folks. And I highly recommend folks follow them as well. And so I'm going to play a video, and they have an interview. Um, with uh, Jeanette Vizguera, um, who's speaking about Occupy ICE Denver. Many folks know, if you don't know, that there are Occupy ICE camps happening all across the country. Many folks have been arrested and then have gone back. People put up barricades. Here in, in San Francisco, folks were occupying the space outside the ICE headquarters on Sansom Street for a week, and they prevent, or actually more than a week, and they halted all deportations in Northern California for a week due to the direct action of these folks. So first of all, thank you to the folks who are out there. And also please understand that direct action works and support folks who are doing that. So yes, okay, my point? Yeah, so folks also in, it's uh, Centennial, Colorado. So I'm gonna read a little bit about this and then I'm gonna play the interview. The interview's in Spanish and then I will um, read the English afterwards. And you can find this on our, I know Facebook's super fucking, okay, so Facebook's super fucking evil. I know it's stupid that we use it and it's like, how do you, someone please help create alternatives to Facebook because face that's a whole other story we're going to get into is that so there's the unite the right the second uh, why am I like all I didn't even have coffee today and I and I meditated this morning and now I'm like oh so but it's it's like oh gosh okay so there's a second unite the right rally which they should not have gotten the permit for it's going to be in DC they got the permit for it it's fucking terrible and many, many, many people have been organizing against it. And there was a Facebook invite to counter-protest these white nationalists. And Facebook took it down because they were like, oh, these must be Russians. And one can simultaneously understand that Putin is terrible and dangerous. And also recognize that simply because you are questioning the status quo and fighting against white nationalists, that doesn't mean that you're under Russian interference. You can hate multiple things at the same time, I guess is what I'm trying to say. That's one way of saying it. Anyway. So, oh yeah, my point being, uh, when we started doing the program as 2013, Facebook was still problematic then. However, we post a lot of news articles on there. You can follow us on there, facebook.com forward slash weekly rev. Also, as I was saying before, um, do the show because I feel like, it's what I kind of have to do. And we do have to pay because we're under capitalism, late stage capitalism for now. And so we pay to rent the studio and we had a decrease in, in funds recently. So we're looking to get to hundred dollars a month of recurring donations. We have many folks who donate and thank you so much for those who do, um, including ritual cannabis, which is the first company that has sponsored the show. Thank you very much. And thank you to all the individuals who sponsor the show as well. Moving along, if you would like to, from $1 a month, that would be, that's like actually my dream is that like a lot of people, a dollar a month, please donate. If you go to patreon.com forward slash weekly rev, a buck a month would help us out. We're just trying to get, get 17 bucks more total. So if 17 folks donate a dollar a month more, um, we can pay the dues to rent the studio. Greatly appreciate it. 
Moving along, I'll read this article, or the description of the article. It's in Centennial, Colorado. Uh, On the evening of Sunday, July 29th, 2018, a coalition of many local immigrant rights and social justice groups gathered outside the Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, Denver field office to hold an encampment vigil. Jeanette Vizguera, sanctuary movement leader and immigrant rights advocate, spoke with Unicorn Riot about the three demands of the camp and about why this camp was created. So I'm going to play the audio now. And then I'll uh, provide the translation. Mi nombre es Janet Vizguerra y soy un líder comunitario aquí en Denver, Colorado y también a nivel nacional y el día de hoy, 29 de junio, estamos aquí afuera de la oficina central de ICE y por esa razón estamos aquí hoy haciendo ocupación en las instalaciones, fuera de las instalaciones de ICE, ya que tenemos tres demandas. La primera demanda es de que vamos a estar aquí hasta que las más de 50 familias que están aquí en el centro de detención de Colorado en Gio se han unificadas esos niños con sus padres porque es injusto que el gobierno quiera ser dueño del futuro de, de esas familias y también estamos pidiendo que cese el, las deportaciones aquí en Colorado de las familias que ya han vivido aquí por décadas y que los están persiguiendo como criminales cuando no lo son son padres y madres luchando por una mejor vida para sus hijos la otra demanda también es de que mejore el trato en los centros de detención para la gente detenida ya que son de, tratados de manera inhumana, cruel y sobre todo grosera. What are your thoughts on how ICE, ICE like task force people are considered um, counterterrorism? Bueno, de hecho el terrorismo lo tienen dentro del mismo país, ya que todos los atentados, todos los tiroteos han sido atentados a uh, internos. Uh, siempre tratan de culpar al inmigrante de todo lo que pasa, pero la realidad es que no es así. Creo que ahora los terroristas son ellos porque están atentando en contra de la integridad de seres humanos, de la integridad de niños. Entonces creo que si nos ponemos títulos, ahora ellos son los terroristas porque aterrorizan a las comunidades. Tenemos que unirnos y tenemos que seguir luchando porque si no lo hacemos, el sistema nos va a comer. Okay, so I'm gonna um, also apologies for before I was gonna say I'm providing I'll provide the English translation of that. Didn't mean to. Oops. Assume that anyway. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna go replay this and provide an English translation. Okay. So uh, we have three demands. The first demand is that there are over 50 families here in a. Oops. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay playing now. Okay, um, so the, the person says, my name is Jeanette Vizguera, and I'm a member of the community here in Denver, uh, Denver, Colorado, and also international. And today, July 29th, um, this, um, she says, we are here in front of the ICE office. Figuring out the speed here. And for the reason we are here today, having an occupation in front of the station of ICE, We have three demands. The first demand is that there are, oops, <laughs> working on this, working on this. Okay, we have three demands. The first demand is that there are over 50 families here in a GEO ICE detention center in Colorado. We want those kids to be reunited with their parents. 
because it is unjust that the government is owning the futures of those families. And we are also asking them to cease the deportations here in Colorado with families. that have already lived here for decades and that are being persecuted like they are criminals when they are not. They are fathers and mothers fighting for a better life for their kids. The other demand is for better treatment in detention centers for the detained people who are treated in a cruel and horrible manner. And then the reporter asks, what are your thoughts on how ICE task force people are considered counter-terrorism. And she says, well, in fact, the terrorism they have is an internal threat, since all attacks have been internal. They try to encompass all immigrants as terrorists, but in reality, that is not true. I think that ICE are the terrorists because they are attacking the integrity of human beings the integrity of children. If we are putting labels, then they are the, the terrorists because they are terrorizing the communities. We have to unite and keep fighting because if we don't, the system will eat us all. So you can find that, again, if you go to Unicorn Riot and the video is on Vimeo. Um, we've also posted this on the facebook.com forward slash weekly rev. Um, so you can uh, see the video itself. And there's also video footage of, of the camp there. So sending lots of love and solidarity to the folks over in Denver and all other folks who are occupying ice around the country. Oh, goodness. There's much more to get to. Um, I can provide a few other <laughs> headlines here. I don't know why I'm exasperated and it's only 1237 <laughs> and start off the show with music. However, it's, a, it's a lot. What's happening is a lot. And I think it's important for folks to witness it and understand what's happening and find ways we can support the folks who are taking action if we're not, um, and or take action ourselves. So lots of folks are protesting across the country for myriad reasons, um, so there was also a report that hundreds uh, protested the SCOTUS nominee Kavanaugh at the Senate at the Senate office building, and that was in D.C. Um, Seventy-four, I believe, people were arrested, and it's MSNBC which reports it. And I know it's 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 difficult when some of the folks that we get footage from are folks we might not necessarily trust full on. However. If there are individuals who are recording this, I, I do trust them. And just to see the video footage here um, of folks lining the halls in D.C. And I'll, perhaps I'll, I'll play some of the audio here so you can at least hear it. This is the Dirksen Senate office building you're looking at. It was right ahead of the senator's scheduled meeting with Trump's new Supreme Court pick, Brett Kavanaugh. Now, NBC counted about 200 demonstrators lining those halls. They stood mostly in silent protest, though there was some fists in the air and some noise as they marched. Now, with the protest underway, Senator Thune's meeting was moved. In fact, this happened at the last minute, and they brought him over to Mitch McConnell's office suite over in the Capitol. The public 
not permitted there, so protesters couldn't get as close. Now, when they got the word that the meeting was moved, the protesters marched on the Hart Senate office building where Kavanaugh was scheduled to meet with Republican Senator John Boozman. And things got much louder there, protesters singing songs, they were blocking the halls at one point, and some chanted, oh, hell no, Kavanaugh. Dozens of them were then arrested for that conduct, and according to Capitol Police, 74 people arrested and charged the counts around crowding or obstructing because you can't interfere with the gathering places there. Now, when disability rights activist A.D. Barkin was wheeled into a police holding area, he was cheered by many fellow protesters. The battle over this whole nomination is still, of course, in early stages. Democratic senators mostly saying they will not meet with Kavanaugh. They want documents and more facts from his time serving as Bush's staff secretary yeah. in the White House. Meanwhile, Republican Chuck Grassley, who leads the Judiciary Committee, says he has not said when these confirmation hearings will actually start. How about he never? He does admit they are not likely until September, which of course is getting close to the midterms themselves. Now, if today's indie indication of what's to come, it could be a lot more bumps on that road. <laughs> okay. I, I, I feel like if I, I can't imagine myself in that kind of position, I can't see myself being hired by a mainstream news outlet. In the first place, I'd probably swear too much and I'd probably say a lot of things that would make people really uncomfortable. However, just imagining having to keep composure when... <laughs> anyway. So, my point being... I don't have to have a point on with everything. Just reporting it. I won't comment on it. Gratitude to the folks protesting, as always. Next up, some positive... Positive stories. People going on strike and winning strikes. Getting their needs met. That's a positive story, right? First up, um, just because I have m many tabs open on my computer, and this is the first one to pop up, I somewhat pre-planned the show today a little bit more so than previous days, if that says anything. Sheet metal workers go on strike, and this is from the Boston Globe. They reject the offer to boost pay. Okay, reject offer to boost pay package to nearly ninety-seven per hour, and this is written by Katie Johnston. About 1,400 sheet metal workers went on strike Wednesday after the union rejected a proposal that would have provided a wage and benefits package totaling nearly $97 an hour. According to the contractors negotiating with the union, the package would have made the workers the highest paid members of the construction trade in the Boston market, though the union disputed that assertion. The walk-off will affect hundreds of job sites, said Kevin Gill, chairman of the negotiating committee for the Boston chapter of the Sheet Metal and Air Conditioning Contractors Association, which represents about 30 owners and companies uh with no sheet metal work being done he said we're very quickly be we'll very quickly be holding up other trades and that's going to be an absolute disaster the union sheet metal workers local 17 noted that the workers made sacrifices during the economic downturn although did not provide details it's vital for our region and our communities that the workers are able to meaningfully share in the prosperity generated by the expanding development boom local 17 business manager Bob Butler said in a statement, when times are tough, our members stepped up and made sacrifices for the good of our contractors and for the good of our industry. Now that business is booming, workers should share in the prosperity. Okay. And next up, let's see here. Um, this is, uh, this is what happens when I don't have music at the ready. Um, this is from Chicago. And I'm going to look for the most recent uh, article. And you know what? Okay, found it. 
So the, the Chicago window washers went on strike. And from the Chicago Sun-Times came out on July 27th. And Chicago window, window washers end strike get 27% wage hike. Certain by Matthew Hendrickson. After four weeks on strike, Chicago window washers announced Friday that they have ratified a new contract that includes a 27% wage increase. Union members overwhelmingly ratified the new contract, which guarantees annual wages, doubles their life insurance from $50,000 to $100,000, and brings window washers to a $26 base wage of the life of the five-year contract, according to a statement from Service Employees International Union Local 1. Yeah, SEIU. SEIU Local 1 is part of a group of unions that owns the Sun-Times. I did not know that. Interesting. We put our livelihood on the line and won the biggest wage increase for Chicago window washers in Local 1 history, window washer Cruz Guzman said in in the statement. Higher wages and a better life insurance policy will safeguard my family and help us build a brighter future. The window washers contract expired June 30th, and the workers had been on an industry-wide strike since July 2nd, the union said. In a statement after the deal was reached, Corporate Cleaning Services, one of the window washing companies that the workers are employed by, said they are were also pleased by the resolution of the strike. We are pleased that those workers recognize that SEIU's unreasonable and unprecedented demand for a 37% wage increase is not realistic, and that they voted for a fair wage increase. The company said, blah, da, da, da. Great. So, um, strikes work. That's my summary of that. I am going to rest my voice for a little bit and take a music break. And we'll be back in a bit.
All right, and welcome back. The next story comes from BigIslandVideoNews.com. Um, Hawaii Island, Keanu Sai has filed a petition for an emergency writ of mandamus with U.S. Federal District Court in Washington, D.C. David Keanu Sai, Ph.D., acting as chairman of the Acting Council of Regency for the Hawaiian Kingdom, has filed a lawsuit against United States President Donald Trump regarding the prolonged American occupation of the Hawaiian Islands. Sai, who will be speaking at a low ho E-O-I-A-A, pardon, I apologize if I've mispronounced this, event in Kalapana this weekend, filed the lawsuit on June 25th in U.S. Federal District Court in Washington, D.C. The suit comes on the heels of the February 25th memorandum written by Dr. Alfred M. DeZayas, the United Nations independent expert under the Office of the High Commissioner for Human Rights, to members of the judiciary of the state of Hawaii, advising the courts should not lend themselves to a flagrant violation of the rights of the land title holders and must not enable or collude in the wrongful taking of private lands based on the understanding that Hawaii is a sovereign nation state in continuity, which is under a strange form of occupation by the United States resulting from an illegal military occupation and fraudulent annexation. The conclusion of Dr. DeZayas, uh, uh, is nothing new to the followers of Say's work. He has been working at home and abroad to educate the world about the Hawaiian kingdom. Last year, shortly after 45 took office, we interviewed Say about the series of topics, including alleged war crimes as it relates to international law. Let's listen to this. Um, it starts off with 45 speaking, and I don't want to play his voice. We don't need to hear that. Don't need to hear that. Um, just waiting for the video to continue playing so we can hear from somebody else. And again, you can find this at BigIslandVideos.com. They've inherited war crimes. He did. He inherited. And he is a successor of presidents since 1893 who have inherited war crimes committed in Hawaii violations of international law of unimaginable proportions. The fact that people in Hawaii are clueless as to what Hawaii was in the 19th century is the evidence of the crime. My great-grandparents were born in the kingdom in 1880. I know nothing about the kingdom. That wasn't because I just didn't uh, know it. It's because no one taught me. People did not teach anything because everything had to be Americanized, right? So we're the evidence of the crime, right? Now, for Donald Trump and his administration, he really has nothing to do with Hawaii. Nothing. Because he's the president in America. The entities that have everything to do with our situation is the United States Pacific Command and the military. Here, boots on the ground. Because we're in a sovereign country. We're in a separate country. Donald Trump is in another separate country. But he is responsible as the president for how the military operates here. But he also inherited all the liability of the previous presidents. Okay. Now, the previous president, Donald Trump, he was the birther man, right? And I smiled when he first came out with Barack Obama was not born in the United States. And I actually presented, a, uh, I gave a presentation at NYU. Okay. also at Harvard, and it was titled, Why the Birthers are Right for All the Wrong Reasons. 
because he was Barack Obama was born in Hawaii. He was born at Kapiolani Hospital just, what, three years before I was born there. I was born in 1964. I believe he was born in 1961. He was not born in the United States, period. But I'm not saying he's not an American. His mom was an American, so he's an American citizen. There's no doubt there. But he's not natural born. Now, not being natural born affects your status as a president because under Article 2 of the United States Constitution, the president and vice president have to be natural born citizens. He wasn't natural born. So now that co what comes into play here is, well, if he wasn't natural born, then he wasn't president. If he wasn't president, what was his administration for eight years? But see, that's not my problem. That's the United States problem. I just want to let you know, I inherited a mess. They have now just been inf affected by our reality here. It's called collateral damage. For myself, I served in the army. I found out I was in the wrong army. I wasn't angry, I just had to move on. So I was ready to put my life on the line. I did training in Korea, yeah? Hokkaido, Japan, you know. My last command was a battery commander, 105 howitzers. When that balloon goes up, I had no problem firing live rounds. In fact, I kind of looked forward to it because our training, right? I was on both active and reserve, okay? Finished off in the National Guard. National Guard was my primary uh, 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 unit, yeah? First of the 487 field artillery. To think that I'm here to cause trouble? No. I think people should realize my background. And then I also have a PhD. And I'm also an educator. And I'm a responsible person. I would think they might want to keep this from him because he might use that to say he was correct against Barack Obama. I think possibly the intelligence agencies, oh, they fully apprise I know uh, George Bush and, and Obama, no doubt because these international proceedings were taking place. Now, whether or not the intelligence uh, uh, group is advising Donald Trump about this, I don't know. I would think they wouldn't want to tell him because he's going to take it out of context because you're talking about a powder cake here that can blow economically, politically, and criminally, right? So my job is to fix this problem. There is no doubt that the state of Hawaii, although they're illegal, they're in control. And I'm not about to have this, to use a metaphor, this plane called Hawaiian Airlines, who's flying high in the sky with American Airlines, but it's disguised as if it's American, painted red, white, and blue. That paint is chipping off. This is Hawaiian Airlines. We are still not in control of our plane, but it is our plane. The kingdom still exists. We're not in control of it. I have to be careful that this plane doesn't take a nosedive economically legally and politically by people who are incompetent. So I take every step very seriously to address this problem. That goes to the heart as to why I refuse at this stage to submit this manuscript that implicates all of these people for war crimes until I take the necessary steps to ensure that this plane doesn't crash. That's what's important to me. Whether people believe it or not, it doesn't matter. Can you falsify it? I'm not asking to agree. And that's my background, and that's why that's my approach to to how I've done, how I. This is my approach as to how I do things. I take a very practical approach. I'm a retired captain. I still am a officer, and this these are some very hard issues, and not everybody can grasp it. But there is no doubt that I know it, and I'm responsible for it.
because I know it. And that's, that's what's important. All right, so that is David Keanu Sai, PhD, and you can find this video on BigIslandVideoNews.com. This came out on July, came out on July 27th. Whew, lots to think about there. Okay, there's a few more stories to get to, and going to do my best to <sighs> deep size. <sighs> One, uh, there's an article in Common Dreams, one place that's re- reported it, on from Thursday, August 2nd, 40 Senate Democrats joined GOP to send $717 billion military spending bill to 45's desk. Not one op-ed or editorial is talking or talking head on cable news will ask, how will we pay for it? Funding for bombs, guns, military bases, warships, fighter jets is simply factored in, like gravity or entropy. It just is. This was written by Jake Johnson. And again, you can find this on Common Dreams. In the late afternoon vote that garnered a very little attention in the corporate media and predictably didn't spark any of the hand-wringling about costs that pundits typically apply to social programs for the poor and working class, 40 Democrats and Senator Angus King, an independent from Maine, joined nearly every Senate Republican on Wednesday to send a $717 billion military spending bill to 45's desk. The legislation, formally titled the John S. McCain National Defense, I don't know what the fuck we're defending at this point, Authorization Act, NDAA, ugh, for fiscal year 2019, is now on track to become law before the start of the fiscal year for the first time since the fiscal 1997 bill, The Hill reported. 45 is expected to sign the measure before the end of the week. The final Senate vote tally was 87 to 10, and they include the full roll call below in the article. As for the Washington Post, Jeff Stein, as the Washington Post, Jeff Stein noted on Twitter, the legislation will hit 45's desk at a time when military spending adjusted for inflation is higher than at any point outside the Iraq war. Gross, gross, gross. I can't, ugh. Not one op-ed or editorialist or talking head. Oops. And we have, it's going to go back to the page here. Accidentally. Okay. Okay. Not one op-ed or editorial or talking head on cable news will ask how we will pay for it. Media analyst Adam Johnson noted following the Senate's vote, funding for bombs, guns, military bases, warships, fighter jets is simply factored in like gravity or entropy. It just is. Overall, the 2019 NDAA will hike military spending by $82 billion. The Intercept's Alex Emmons has noted that with $80 billion a year, you can make public colleges and universities in the U.S. tuition-free. The 10 senators who voted against the spending measure, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Ed Markey, uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, Dick Durbin, Kamala Harris, Jeff Merkley, Ron Wyden, Mike Lee, and Marco Rubio. In addition to senators, Senator Angus King, who caucuses with the Democrats, there's 40 Democrats who voted to send the NAA, NDAA to Trump's desk. They have their names here. Tim Kaine's one of them. So for all the folks who are like, oh, he'd make a great vice president, he's, uh, he's voting to increase the military budget. And that's maybe why some folks don't like the Democrats. There's Chuck Schumer's another one of them. A few familiar names here. Shame on all of you. Patrick Leahy. Doug Jones. 
just because you went against a Nazi pedophile doesn't necessarily mean <sighs> we got there's like a doesn't oh gosh there's such a fucking low bar in this country I'm about to lose my shit Tammy Duckworth also voted for it Diane Feinstein thanks Diane Tammy Baldwin voted for it Cory Booker voted for it Sherrod Brown voted for it shame on shame on these folks ugh gross 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 Claire McCaskill I still get emails from her for some reason so you can find this article at commondreams.org and I'm going to take a little bit of a music break and we have a guest coming in very excited so please do stay tuned (sighs) take a few deep breaths I know it helps me when I do that (sighs) goodness gracious and we'll be back in a bit I'm 
te puedo hablar Eres una tonera, esta fruta y el amor Si me das permiso, ¿dónde te puedo tocar? Puedo escaparme, no me vayas a esconder Lo que sí se confía es de lo que te puedo dar Eres una tonera, es la fruta y el nopal Yo le sigo esas conversas, no me vayas a espinar De lo que sí son confidentes, de lo que te puedo dar Eres una tonera, eres la fruta y el nopal Dime si me das permiso y dónde te puedo tocar Yo lo puedo hacer con calma, no me vayas a espinar De lo que sí son confidentes, de lo que te puedo dar Eres una tonera, eres la fruta y el nopal Dime si me das permiso y dónde te puedo tocar con calma, no me vas a espinar de lo que sí soy confidente de lo que te puedo dar. Eres una tonera, eres la gente y el mal. Eres una tonera, no me vas a espinar. Dime si me das permiso y dónde te puedo tocar. Alright, and welcome back to Weekly Review. Joined here by Primo Innocente. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. I think, yeah, you've been on before. So thanks again for being here. It's different doing things solo. It feels really weird. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, last time I came with a little Felix. And I'm like, I've been doing like more shit alone. So I'm like, it feels weird not having a little felix oh but yeah it's okay <laughs> eventually we'll bring him back yeah definitely but yeah um cool so i just want to make sure that the mic sounds good to you yeah okay cool um so yeah so you are an artist a musician a great person <laughs> and i'm really grateful that you're here yeah and, and i have an art exhibit opening today yeah in oakland that was kind of like really last minute. Um, uh, so Julia from Revolve Cafe, that's inside a culture collective in Oakland, uh, messaged me and was like, hey, do you have any artwork we could show? And I was like, I have a lot of artwork yeah. to show. So she just came over and like looked through all of my paintings for like an hour and like chose two. But yeah, they're up now. <laughs> awesome. And that's at seven tonight. Yeah. Uh, six to eight. Or six to eight. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. I'll be there for like the first hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Come exciting yeah i love your cute pictures your, your paintings are beautiful i love what you share online um, thank you yeah yeah one of them is like never actually been shown before because it's really heavy so i'm excited to see like how they got that up <laughs> yeah excellent and culture collective is a really awesome space for folks who haven't been it's really cool they've have great shows there and like just have been there for a number of different events and it's a really cool space so folks in the east bay and wherever you are should go check it out yeah, and if you want to show art, if you have big pieces, that was my hesitation for showing for a long time. Like, they actually have the space for it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, yes, take these really big three foot by four foot wow. pieces. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think I've seen, in, in your home, I've seen some that are, like, pretty, that yeah. were pretty large. I'm, like, really ready to work big again. Yeah. I miss it. Excellent. But, yeah. 
Cool. And also you're an extremely talented musician and your music is so <laughs> fucking good. And I play it on the show as often as I can. <laughs> and for folks who would like to take a listen, you can also check out inopogu.com and a lot of your music is on there. And yeah, you know, definitely check it out. Follow the links. A lot of my music or pretty much all my music right now is downloadable for free because I'm like accessibility. Yeah. So go take it just have it (laughs) and also pay for it if you are able to because artists deserve to get paid for their work yeah i'm like it's free for the people who can't afford it (laughs) (laughs) Um, would you like to talk a little bit about your we can talk about anything it's really open so we can also talk about your artistic process um or anything else that's that's going on it's really open open-ended whatever is on your mind (laughs) (laughs) so my artistic process is like I just paint out whatever I'm mad about. I don't know. Ooh, <laughs> that's good. I have like a lot of like environmental um, paintings, like uh, environmental apocalypse type of like surrealism. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do like obviously like a lot of self portraits. I really like doing portraits. Um, I tie in like transphobia or like racism, like microaggressions into it. Uh, I like I studied art to like. I, you know like there's like once you start going into like formal like fine arts they start saying like you don't do this and don't do this and don't oh. things like this and it's like so i start doing like all the things i'm not supposed to yeah <laughs> yeah I'm like let me just write some like lettering on this like beautiful painting like like a comic book fuck fine arts yeah but yeah um that's pretty much i don't like the same thing for music it's like they're coping mechanisms. I feel like some people don't believe me, but I'm like, no, yo, like really, like I'm really depressed and like I've been depressed for like a really long time and like that's what it is. It's how I keep myself busy. Yeah. So it'd be nice to like make money off of it because it's like <laughs> what I can actually do. Um, but yeah, like with the music, it's like, it's the same shit. Like I have some songs that are about like, you know, like, venting about transphobia or like venting about the prison system or like venting about like trauma like the whole first demo album i've released this year was like pretty much like all songs revolving around healing from trauma Mm -hmm. so like that's why the first album was called traumado um and yeah the second album was also like songs that like revolve around consent it's called travieso it was like a way of like healing from like sexual trauma um and this like third album i'm working on is like just hella songs that i composed when i was like very young mm-hmm. when i was going through things that i didn't realize were like hella traumatizing and yes, now i'm yes. like they're coming back up and i'm like oh oh no <laughs> <laughs> no thank you let me just get it out so uh it's not like stuck in my head um also like some other people might be able to relate to some of this shit yeah Um, yeah like i found a song that i wrote when i was like really suicidal when i was a lot younger and it's like now that i'm not i'm like some of these songs are like so intense like Mm. like i didn't realize how heavy some of the things that i had gone through were until now that i'm like not going through them Mm -hmm. but like they still come up and it's like damn drama yeah yeah that's yeah. my genre trauma. oh yeah <laughs> yeah trauma has a way of doing that where it can come come in waves sometimes yeah and then also just recognizing from my own experience like 
I have to like kind of live through something or survive it. And then it's not until I'm in another place where I feel a little bit safer than I could finally begin to comprehend what happened and learn how to deal with it. Yeah. Like uh, a few months ago, I got mugged at gunpoint and like, I think it was just like, I was kind of in shock for a long time. I was also just like too like on edge to even try to like, like unpack it. Like, and yeah, I realized that it was like not the first time where like I felt like I was gonna die, and I was like, maybe I need to like unpack some of that other stuff too. <laughs> There's like that trauma just brought up other traumas that I like had tried to ignore, and I was like, damn, I guess it's time for more music because that's what I do since I can't like afford actual therapy. <laughs> But also it's like it's been a way of like trying to get like other people who like refuse to go to therapy or who also cannot afford to go to therapy to like process feelings because like I have had some people open up about like downfall like I was going through some shit and that one album like that one song or like those one songs like kind of like I felt like they were looking at me or like they sounded like what I was going through Mm. and I was like well I'm glad it helped (laughs) because kind of torture when they're coming through it's nice when they're already outside in a computer or something where other people can listen to them Mm -hmm. it's a lot when they're like stuck in my head it's like you're hearing this music that no one else can hear Mm. yeah (laughs) wow wow yeah Yeah, it really is powerful to be able to express yourself in that way and to connect with people in that way it's a gift sorry that sounds I know it sounds sound kind of cheesy, but I do feel like it's, you know, it's this really deep connection, and it's so incredible to be able to be able to do that. Yeah, especially when you have like a hard time connecting in general. Like I'm not the most social person, so I think like and yeah, like a lot of people when they interact with me before they hear my music, they're like very surprised once they hear me, because they're like, "Polo, you're so quiet and like <laughs> you're so soft," and then you just come out with this like fucking trumpet voice, and I'm like, "Well, yeah, yeah." <laughs> Your voice is incredible. Thank you. Yeah, I think yeah, I think for I mean, I I definitely consider myself to be more of an introvert, mm-hmm. and it's I have to be in the right kind of space, either on a stage or behind a microphone like this, where I feel like I can actually speak up. And I feel like it comes from years and years of either being told to be quiet or having like my opinions doubted or my yeah. perspective or my identity doubted or even not being as a trans person, not being able to see myself. So I didn't even know I could exist in yeah, a way. Exactly. And so when I'm finally able to actually speak, there's a lot that comes out. But in the day to day, it's a little bit more difficult for me. The same though. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But yeah. So pretty much i'm like like yeah i like i sing in my room all day and like make music (laughs) so i'm like i i met someone and a new person was opening up to them a little bit and they're like what do you like what what, wait why you did like two albums like you released two albums in a year and i'm like yeah (laughs) that's for real like all i'm doing that's all i want to do i'm like well, I want to be able to like sing the songs in front of people and like gig and like tour, but I'm just like right now that I don't have the capacity to. I'm just like taking advantage of like time and recording as much as possible. Cause yeah, I also have like just a lot of like backed up music. Like I didn't realize 
Well, like I know I've been composing for a long time. I just didn't realize how much I had like stored in my head. <laughs> it's like the USB is full. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's great to be able to have that outlet to be able to record it and produce it and share it. Yeah. It took a while. Like for a long time, I didn't have like anything to record it on. I kind of like, <laughs> I begged my family to help me get like a, uh, what's it called? Audio interface thingamajig thing to like just to record like musical instrument parts and shit because i was like i have no idea what i'm doing i like i took music production in high school but that was like 10 years ago so (laughs) it's like let me youtube everything like (laughs) very self-taught yeah also like that's a really cool thing about like music and art like if you really want to learn there's so many like artists and musicians who are like willing to teach you and are Mm. like you know like excited to show you what they know yeah especially because like not everyone wants to go on stage like there's there's so many shy musicians oh yeah like do not want to play in front of people but like are willing to show you like their skills so that you know you can do the thing in front of people and like same with music production and like with art like right now everyone is like really into liquid pouring which like i I guess it's fun or whatever liquid pouring what's that it feels like some like white lady thing (laughs) (laughs) they like uh pretty much you like mix acrylic paints with like a medium like a more like liquidy medium so Uh it's more runny and you like put a bunch of them in a cup and then like pour it over a canvas and it makes this like marbled effect oh okay okay yeah Yeah. i think i can picture that but like you know like not everyone wants to sell it so they'll they'll show you how to do it and then you can like go mass produce it if you want like if you have like good marketing skills or something like yeah <laughs> i don't know about good marketing skills but i don't know. either that's why i've been stuck for a while like, yep <laughs> i i can definitely relate where it's like please help support me if you can but you don't have to and yeah, you know it's right. like i feel as an artist or i don't know how to necessarily to describe myself but just as someone who wants to create and focus on the content it's really difficult to all i want to do is create so then to put it in this kind of market or business atmosphere seems almost antithetical in a way where I wanted to spend my time creating something as opposed to asking for contributions from people in exchange. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you want, I'm like, (laughs) I'll accept like all the donations. I'll take Venmo, PayPal. I have a Patreon. (laughs) Oh yeah. What's your, what's your Patreon? I don't remember. I think. Okay. <laughs> well, we can, before you go, we can look it up and share it with listeners out there. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to like be a little more consistent with things because I like, I have a tendency to like fall off the face of the earth for months at a time. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> um, I do have like a new music video coming up. Ooh. Soon, and it's going to be really gay. Yeah. <laughs> we need more gay videos. <laughs> but yeah. Um, the we're doing it to a song that i made about like fasta sesta oh yeah because like so like i've done sex work before i didn't do it consistently and like i got really lucky with the daddies i had but like anyway i was about to get into it again to like you know to like be able to support my music and shit and yeah. like make more music videos and like record more like tour maybe more easily without having to worry about expenses but yeah so i I studied marketing for a day because uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I, I like took a whole day to like, like really Google the fuck out of like as much marketing stuff as I could find. And like, I wrote my little like 
like my thing i was about to go post on craigslist i was like ready to go yeah and then like you know i checked the night before because i was like actually i'm gonna do it tomorrow and then like the day i was gonna post it that fucking cow was up like we deleted our personal ads and i was like so fucked up (laughs) i was so ready and i like yeah i got hella mad and like just made a beat and i was like damn i was gonna go out to look for some daddies but i'm a lazy shit so i'm just gonna wait till they come to me and that's the whole song yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah That'll be coming out soon. It's a collaboration with um, my homie Ramsey's um, another little like transgender, like artistic person who makes art and like produces videos. They're like they're on top of their shit for sure. Oh, cool! But yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm pretty much just like pretending to be a cowboy in the music video. <laughs> I found like a corded phone. I was so excited. I, like, I haven't <laughs> seen one of these in so long. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I grew up in the eighties, so I definitely remember them being around, and you had to like walk with them, and you couldn't go too far. <laughs> you didn't know who was calling. That though, that's so weird to me now. I'm like, how did we just pick up the phone? Yeah, you either did or you didn't, or you'd wait for the answering machine to pick up. Oh, it. I mean, that's it. Depends on the family you grew up in, and. I feel like we would do that, like, wait for the answering machine and be like, okay, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't know if it's going to be a solicitor or who's going to be calling. Also, like, my whole family just has anxiety. So yeah. <laughs> we're like, who are you? <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, oh. But, yeah, all of that. I'm, like, trying to, like, fuck shit up whenever I can. Yeah. As much as possible. Well, shit definitely needs to be fucked up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to put out the call for many other folks to also join in with that and challenging the status quo and it's it's can be really frustrating i'm like yeah all of that like it's frustrating and also like i think a lot of artists are like hesitant to try to do something Mm. because it's like if you do it the wrong way you get backlash yes yes very true but also, like, I'm like, don't do nothing. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you learn from mistakes. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, like, at this point, I'm like, uh, I just want, like, all, like, trans and queer artists to be doing something, even if it's not, like, hella political. Because I'm like, anything you do right now, even if it's not, like, blatantly political, it's going to be political. Yeah. Like, in a world that is constantly trying to, like, erase, like, non-binary and, like, agender, like, androgynous, like, straight up, like, not male, not female people to, like, make music feels fucking revolutionary, even if it is, like, some, like, dance party shit. I'm like, take up space. Yes. Like, please. (laughs) Yeah. I hear that. Absolutely. Just surviving in this culture is revolutionary to exist. To be able to speak and to like, as you said, to take up space, absolutely. That in itself is revolutionary. Yeah. So I'm like, like I like I write political songs because so they just like they come out and stuff or whatever. But also I'm like I'm still gonna do these like fun dancey like party beat songs because like, because yeah, I fuck shit up. Like why not? Like <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <sighs> yeah, it's inspiring to hear, and it's a really good reminder. <laughs> Yes, I'm like, everybody do something. I'm always, like, encouraging, like, Latina women and, like, black women and, like, black trans people I know to, like, extra, extra do something. I'm like, like, the more marginalized you are, like, please. (laughs) Just 
anything anything that brings you like the slightest bit of joy like, i know like a latina painter who makes like stoner art mm-hmm. and i'm like your art is so important right now because like all the people making stoner art is like mostly like white men and i'm like so i'm like yes please make a fucking painting of bart smoking a doobie like yeah like, <laughs> do it yeah <laughs> oh but yeah all of that if there's something you want to do like if you're not gonna hurt someone like do it yeah like why not like go to that open mic yeah or start it <laughs> right right that too yeah i'm i like i really want to start something out in like richmond yeah there's like like i feel like a lot of stuff is like out here in oakland and san francisco there's like really not much out there like past like el cerrito yeah so i'm like if anybody in the north bay wants to link up or knows a spot where we can like do a mini open mic <sighs> that'd be great because yeah there's like there's like one cafe out there or two yeah (laughs) yeah i grew up i grew up in richmond so i'm thinking i'm trying to think of you know places or venues that would be available for folks yeah like i didn't find out about the burnt ramen until it closed down yeah same i only yes again i didn't even know that was a thing yeah (laughs) yeah that's like in my backyard damn oh but yeah if there's anything similar yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's up to folks to create it too and it's so doable all it takes is a few people coming together to do it if anybody has a big backyard <laughs> yeah a big garage I don't know. i'm trying to think i wonder if i went to adam's middle school and like they closed it down years ago but i also oh. wonder what's happening there because it's like as far as I know, like an empty space. I don't know if they've changed it up or what's going on there, mm. but I'm I'm always like curious about spaces like that and how that could those spaces can be occupied or repurposed by the people. Yeah, I'm like I always like I always want to turn spaces into venues. Like old circuit cities, I feel like we're like oh, perfect yeah. venues because like it's a parking lot. Yeah, it's away from like residential areas. Yeah, no one's yeah. gonna complain about noise. I'm like all of the old circuit cities could have totally been turned into like a club chain <laughs> yeah it's a really good idea oh like hilltop mall oh yeah hilltop mall is like capable of having like multiple venues within like the fucking vicinity and like be able to have like a punk show on one end and like a reggaeton show on another like yeah there's enough space to like <laughs> that'd be great right <laughs> and that'd be awesome too like especially because there are so many folks who'd be coming to the mall for maybe shopping or to see a movie or other reasons or i know there's a dispensary there now so like also just folks could be like walking by like oh cool there's also a concert we could go to yeah hello that's a great idea but yeah hilltop mm. is definitely not being like utilized to its full potential yeah people will like complain about how it's like hella empty and i'm like well because like they don't let us do anything with it we already mm. know why like <laughs> yeah that's true so <laughs> like maybe collectively something would be possible yeah definitely (sighs) cool do you have any um we could take a bit of a music break if you like um do you have any particular songs that are on your page that you'd like that i can play uh i've been really feeling anadonia anadonia okay let me look down here and see see i see anadonia um, it's like the last song on the Traviso album. Oh, okay. 
let's see here. Pardon me. I'm having a little bit of, let's see. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks so much for listening. I'll take just a moment here. Um, here we go. Clicking on the link. You're listening to Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm. <laughs> if you're interested in having a show here, we have shows every day of the week. Check out our schedule at MutinyRadio.fm. And if you're interested in renting space here Saturday nights, we have spaces. And if you'd like a show of your own, we have spots available. So check out our schedule at MutinyRadio.fm. Support independent voices. Yay. Yay. Okay. And... Um, this is loading one moment. Do, 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 do. Gotta love the DIY. <laughs> uh, so yeah, support me. Oh. We'll be back after this. <laughs> Thank you. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. And welcome back. And you can find this beautiful music if you go to inopogu.bandcamp.com. Yes. Yeah. We are back here with El Primo Innocente. And there's some great upcoming shows that folks can check out. One is... Um, at El Rio on Thursday, August 9th from 8 to 11 p.m. And the invite is on Facebook, and I'll share it right now on our weekly review webpage. So if you're listening right now, you can go online and find it and say, going and go and support. And it's free. Yay! And it's free. Yeah. It's so fucking awesome. Just say you're like there to see me and stuff. And like, yeah, don't pay the cover. <laughs> that is awesome. So we're going to share that right now, and folks can find this. If you go to facebook.com forward slash weekly rev, we are sharing this event. There's a lot of great um, artists. Uh, Leah Ann Mitchell, Cher yeah, Strawberry. Amazing. Yeah. And Leah Ann was also affiliated with um, the Red Shades, yeah? Yeah. I fucking love her voice. I uh, I melt. But yeah, the Red Shades is also like fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> let's, um, let's look that up and see when the next production of that is happening. And you can also like The Red Shades. It's The Red Shades, a trans superhero rock opera on Facebook. It's 5.0 star, five out of five stars. It's super fucking awesome. Yeah. And it's happening on August 25th. And at 5.30 p.m. We're also going to share this event right now on the Weekly Review webpage. And and yeah, we had Adrian called in a few months ago to talk about the show. Yeah, and it's really it's just such an awesome experience and I cannot recommend it highly enough same though yeah so it's at the Starline Social Club on Saturday August 25th from 5.30 to 8.30pm so everyone should definitely check it out and you can find tickets at Eventbrite yeah yes go check it out if it like inspires you or motivates you to check it out even more, I'm probably going to be like half naked for the show. Ooh. <laughs> I was already planning on going and <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'm like, <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm going to be playing a character that I think is like, I feel like it's like the Dom that I wish i was and probably secretly am or like Ooh. the dom that like people probably think i am and like the way fan people fantasize about me because i'm like I'm gonna be like topless in a harness so <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's see how that goes that sounds great <laughs> <laughs> i'm about it i like anyone who knows me like knows that i don't like wearing shirts i'd like if i can be in my underwear i will be yep but definitely just like i'm very anti-shirts yeah yeah healing from surgery was like just did that i like i don't know i just i don't like how clothes feel on my chest now like i feel like i'm like is this how dogs feel when we put clothes on them yeah it's kind of unnecessary yeah I'm like i don't like it <laughs> yeah unless clothes are keeping us warm i don't really see the point pretty much I'm like i needed to be like under 60 degrees yeah if you want me to wear clothes <laughs> well as far as i know there's no clothing policy here at mutiny radio so <laughs> i think we're we're pretty relaxed when it comes to that idea <laughs> definitely like try to put on a show in my tones yeah because i still want that to happen <laughs> definitely i think it's also just so unusual that 
as humans, like these things that we're just kind of brought up with where some of my friends who have kids, like all of a sudden it's that you have to teach your kids somehow to wear, to wear clothes because it's like with the status quo and this idea that, I don't know, it just seems like unnatural. The fact that we wear clothes, it seems really arbitrary. I don't know. Just, eh. (laughs) I'm like, teach them that like wear clothes outside (laughs) because people think it's weird if you don't, but it's okay. Just be naked whatever else. Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I yeah, I it's it's so weird what we're brought up with and kind of brainwashed into whether it's behavior or any of that that we just end up doing because we're supposed to. Yeah. Like I feel like I feel like I've kept a lot of tendencies that like I had when I was like a little kid though. Like a lot of people like let themselves be like washed down or something and i feel like i've just gotten more concentrated like <laughs> how so i'm like i cannot fucking take myself seriously like i know i have these like resting bitch face and like serious eyebrows <laughs> but like no you know like i am a silly bitch um <laughs> uh, but yeah i feel like a lot of the time when i'm like trying to be silly people take me seriously mm. it's just because i have like a really good poker face mm. But then also sometimes when I'm trying to be, like, serious, people don't take me seriously. And I think that's just because, like, from having, like, a baby face. Mm. But, yeah, just little things. Um, just, like, little noises and stuff. Like, silly shit. Well, like, even with, like, art and music, with art especially, like, we all grow up, like, m- making, like, some sort of art. Or, like, drawing or sketching. And people just, like, stop doing it. Yeah. I'm like, I just like kept doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and I just kept doing it bigger and like with different things. So, yeah. I don't know. I've like, I feel like I've always wanted to like stick to like being as much me as possible. I feel like I could like see the like societal expectations since I was really little, but mm-hmm. like didn't have the words for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And especially like, being like androgynous and not having the words for that like i just like i grew up very like no like no <laughs> no i don't want to like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> no thank you like if i have the option to like be me or like assimilate and like uncomfortably be comfortable like i'd rather just like be me I don't know like I've tried to assimilate like before I started transitioning I tried to like assimilate and I tried to like present as a woman and like to be like very I don't even know what the fuck because like being feminine is not the only way to be a woman but yeah I tried to like assimilate as like a feminine woman but like Mm -hmm. like no I like that was not the business yeah and like when i started transitioning i tried to like assimilate as like a little masculine dude and like that was obviously just that was not gonna work (laughs) (laughs) yes i can relate to that Uh, i tried it for like a week it was so uncomfortable i was just like no just no i'm sorry i tried both of your options and like now i know that i have like this whole other option and it's not a new thing like literally like indigenous people were doing this forever and every time someone tries to like bring up like my made-up gender i'm like excuse you colonizer 
my ancestors like recognized people like me before y'all decided to leave europe so. yeah no just no <laughs> oh i think that too also helped like cultural shit like I think at one point when I was like starting to want to like assimilate and water myself down, I also got like really curious about like family history mm-hmm. and like ancestry type of shit. And I was like, yeah, I'm like our ancestors were cool with this. Yeah. So where, where did this, where did the disconnect happen where like two spirit people and like people of like another gender or other genders are suddenly being like vilified and shit like the fuck like i'm literally just trying to like get coffee eat and like shit and sleep and like live my life and like people are mad about it and i'm just like no what like i just i don't understand like (laughs) uh i feel like people who are mad about it are mad because like we don't assimilate Mm mm-hmm because like we're not letting ourselves be like washed down or watered down yeah and like just because you let yourself be watered down doesn't mean you have to get mad at me for like resisting like (laughs) yeah i think it also presents options to people that makes folks uncomfortable where it's like oh if we can be the way we are yeah it's some people are, are afraid of that to like truly be who they are for real yeah i like I, my very abusive dad once ha- tried to have a conversation with me where he was like why are you making your life so difficult why are you choosing to be like this and i was like i'm not choosing to be like th- i'm choosing to be out instead of like stuffed in a closet but i was like if you think that i'm choosing to be like this you must think we have a choice are you yeah. choosing to be straight <laughs> i was like yeah. are you choosing to assimilate like that's not fair to your wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, uh, don't get watered down. Concentrate yourselves. Speak yourself and shit. I'm like, especially right now, I'm like, please don't water yourself down. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's, a, it's the last thing we need. Yeah. No. No more. No. No going back into closets. No, thank you. Yeah. No more. There's also so many of us too yeah for real though i'm like yo come on (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of us there's power in numbers and there's power in visibility yeah a lot of us i think just to recognize that we're not alone like i know that a lot of people like should talk social media but like and like yeah it's like it's been used to like monitor us and whatever but also like it's a double-edged sword yeah we've also used it to monitor the government and like and like marginalized communities have used it as a tool to connect yes like before social media i would spend like literally like all day in bed staring at the wall like for days at like weeks at a time Mm. and through social media like i've been able to connect with like other trans people and like other people who have like who struggle with depression or like with anxiety and ptsd like yeah for like trans people it's been a major tool yes yeah yeah for like resources and for organizing like like now at least we know we exist and we're all yes. like hey y'all <laughs> yeah and we can i mean and also so much of the community it's like i find out about things through other people i've met like that's the thing it's like i find out about certain doctors or certain yeah. health information or events that are happening or music and fellow yeah. community members and I wouldn't have had a chance to do that otherwise. 
Yeah. Or it would have been, I think, I mean, it happened back in the day, just it felt like it was different and maybe not as easily available. Yeah. Like, also just like, type of like news current event type of shit within our communities that doesn't get covered by like national media things. Yeah. So like we would like I like before I didn't know the, about like fucking how much like transgender women were being targeted and now mm-hmm. it's like okay now we know and it's happening like it's literally still happening and it's been yeah. like the same every year and I'm like we can't keep ignoring that like yeah it's great that like we're all having like I don't know like a, a white trans guy come up and like media here and there but i'm like can y'all like uplift a few like or not a few like a fuck ton of like black trans women so that like we can like humanize them because y'all are not doing that yeah (laughs) oh but yeah within our own media at least we're like starting to i'm starting to see like a lot more coverage of like trans women's like success stories and i'm like yes that like push Mm -hmm. that more like like tell us everything yeah yeah, that more (laughs) yeah i'm like i get it's difficult for me to consume media so i'm like very picky about like movies and tv shows i watch but like Mm -hmm. with with pose for instance i'm just like so grateful for it (sighs) i cried like i I cried every episode pretty much yeah same (laughs) same Cause I'm like the little homie who got like possessed beat by his dad. I'm like, that's pretty much my dad. I'm like, <laughs> uh, like someone I was watching it was like, why do they have to be so extra? And I'm like, well, like some people are actually like that. Like that's yeah. the person I grew up with. Like that's the type of violence some of us grow up with. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah, I love that show. That yeah. show is like everything I would have not been allowed to watch mm. before. Wow. Cause it's like, it's so gay first of all it's like fucking sparkles and sequins everywhere but like also like my abuser was like very anti-black and like a lot of like the latino community still loves to deny this shit or just not talk about it but i'm like y'all the latino community is anti-black as fuck and i don't understand how y'all are like this when there's like fucking afro latinos Mm -hmm. like (laughs) yeah i would speak the same for like the jewish community like at large certainly yeah with it's just you one would imagine within a, a community that's faced oppression we would you know see the similarities and advocate for others instead of like incorporating some of those really oppressive behaviors into our into ourselves and then you know continuing on with that pattern yeah yeah i know i'm definitely seeing a continuation of the pattern with latinos i'm seeing a lot more latinos speaking up about it mm-hmm. but i'm like no like wait even more like fucking every pasty ass pale as fuck latino like anyone who has like my skin tone like i need y'all to like talk about this a lot more mm-hmm. <laughs> like we can't like for real stop ignoring this shit like it's not okay it contributes to so much like economical unbalance yeah and we're not each other's enemies. It's like we're all like battling against, you know, folks in positions of power. So yeah, it's really frustrating and sad that we end up taking it out on other marginalized communities. Because like for real, like even with like within the Latino community, a lot of the people in power are like, like it's not just light skinned Latinos. It's like white Latinos. Like so many people who we've like uplifted are people who have like straight up European descent Mm. and who are Europeans in Mexico or like Europeans in like other Latino American countries. And I was like, yeah, if you know Sabado Gigante, Don Francisco, I'm like, Don Francisco is not Latino. Like he has like European roots. Like Google it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
it's that like assimilation and you know also like also understanding i think for part of it i guess from my own perspective with like with judaism and folks who kind of came over like a lot of it was like this assimilation in terms of like survival and then it's like also at what point do you kind of stop that or reject that or it's just yeah yeah i'm like when people can start recognizing it that much on the regular and like like there's fucking articles reading about or like being written about it like like a shit ton of articles like it's time (laughs) y'all yeah yeah absolutely (sighs) yeah (sighs) (sighs) there's a lot for sure (laughs) and i appreciate being able to talk about it too because it's important to talk about and to acknowledge that it exists because unless we can like acknowledge that it exists then not much can be done about it yeah i definitely think about it a lot there's like a lot of colorism in my family still like also i just like um it's probably like an anxiety thing but i like i just hesitate with music a lot because i'm like if I were to get a lot of attention, I'm like, is it because my music's good or is it because I'm like light skin? I'm like, <laughs> but also like, I know that I like, I'm capable, like people don't, or like get uncomfortable when I talk about this, but I'm like, no, I know I'm capable of going further because I'm light skin. I know that I'm going to have other opportunities that like people who are darker than me won't have or like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but also I'm like, I'm willing to bring people up with me. I'm like waiting for someone to ride my face to the top. but yeah let's fuck shit up yeah yes indeed um cool well we can play some more music um probably we'll end the show pretty shortly but um is there anything else you'd like to share or promote um well yeah august 9th come through el rio i'll like sing at you um august 9th at 8 El Rio in San Francisco. Uh, and August 25th, we're going to do the Red Shades Opera. It's, oh my God, it's a rock opera. Y'all, it's a rock opera. Like, just go see it. It's so punk. It's so good. Like, and it's not even just because I'm in it. Like, I get so weak when I see, like, musicians do sexy things with their fingers. And the musicians in the band are doing some very sexy things with their hands and the cast is doing some sexy things with their voices so come through yeah <laughs> excellent any any uh songs you'd uh, prefer for us to end on uh i think paciencia is fun paciencia okay let me find this. okay let me go back and find this i and... wasn't gonna record that originally i was gonna like just keep that for myself and someone was like you should no <laughs> do that so is that one on Bandcamp? yeah okay let me go to the band camp page and find that's a song for when you're stuck in traffic oh yeah and <laughs> uh, which album is that off of Traumado. Traumado. okay my apologies this is taking a, a moment here it's okay uh and also want to encourage folks in the East Bay, I'm going to just read a quick... So I mentioned earlier that there's the Patriot Prayer-type idiots who are coming back. They're in Portland tomorrow, and they're going to be in Berkeley on Sunday. So there are counter-demonstrations happening. So folks, if you're able 
uh, please come out. It's at Defend Our Communities. Uh, white supremacists and fascists are rallying in Berkeley on Sunday, August 5th. Fight back. Stop the rally. And you can join the counter demonstration at 11 a.m. at the Ohlone Greenway, which is on Hearst and MLK in Berkeley. Bring your friends. Stay together. And wear masks to protect yourselves. Hashtag all out Bay Area. Hashtag all out August. <sighs> Yeah, go with friends. Yes, definitely go, go, go with alone. friends. Go with people. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Well, thanks again so much for being here. Yeah. And I'm really grateful to know you and for everything. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and please do check out um, inopogu.bandcamp.com. And if you'd like to uh, support the show, patreon.com forward slash weekly rev. And yeah, we'll be back next week. So... Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great week.
diera ciencia más fuerza Paciencia, pido paciencia.